0: The push for supply chain risk management standards, it's growing across the government. You've probably heard about the Defense Department's Cybersecurity Maturity Model Certification Program. Those are under review. But the National Institute of Standards and Technology, the ISO Certification Organization, and several other groups are out there muddying the supply chain question. To help add some clarity, the staff at NASA's Solutions for Enterprise Wide Procurement, its government-wide acquisition program, SUp, partnered with people who understand these things to compare the NIST and ISO standards. To learn more, Federal News Network's Jason Miller spoke with the NASA SUp program director, Joanne Wojtek.
1: It was our goal to see if, if in fact, it was worth. In essence, is it worth continuing this ISO push? And we were hoping it would be, and I think that's where we got to.
0: We're going to go through some of those findings in a little bit. Walk me through just a little bit of the process by which you do you the crosswalk, because these aren't easy. And I think we've seen attempts to do not necessarily with supply chain or NIST versus ISO, but we've we've seen crosswalks before. And it's never
1: as easy as one would think. Well, it was easy for me because I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well it wasn't as easy for my st- the staff, the soup staff who did work on it. so uh, this is one of those cases where I, I, I will admit to I was not the person in the room having to do this. Um, so I really appreciate the work that, that, um, that several people, I'll, I'll mention John Johnson, um, Al Marshall, and uh, uh, Teresa Kenny in particular from, from the soup staff, but also in, in conjunction with ATARC and with NIST and other folks, I believe they brought in some DOD folks. It wasn't just a, we're going to go out in, in, a, in a room by ourselves and look at this, but bringing in some of the experts, going through what, what different things mean, working on understanding it uh, really well in terms of, of what the structures are and the frameworks. And, and the goal was not to, well, we're going to make sure that these fit. The goal was to see what what makes sense to fit. And so, you know, if, if the conclusion ended up being nothing fit, then that would be the conclusion. So I think it helps in a crosswalk too, <laughs> to not go in with, we're going to make this crosswalk work. They looked for where it was easy to, to manipulate the thought process, to change the maybe a wording here and there that says, so this word is this means that, and this word in this standard means that, but they really are the same thing. So let's call them the same thing and we can then see how they match up. So I, I, I again, it was not part of those meetings, but I'm assuming that there was a lot of work of, 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 of even just the terminology and, and then, and then the, the structure in which both this, and then they also looked at some of the other standards out there and how they are built. Because everybody has their own way of building these, which is why crosswalks are difficult. Uh, if they all use the same standard wording, it would be easier. So, so that's where a lot of the work was. It, it wasn't a, a day long; it was month long work. And I and, and they just put in the in the uh, in that hard work to get it done.
0: So when I read through it, it was obviously there's there's a lot there. But let's maybe start with some big takeaways or some big surprises. What stood out to you?
1: I was not expecting to be as close a correlation between the NIST uh, IR 7622, where there was a mapping of of what the standard has. And in the right paper, it says between 75 to 89% of the risk controls are mapped and much higher than I expected. That's it, wasn't, you know, is our goal in doing the the ISO standard to to do the best, but we weren't trying to solve everybody's problems to solve a specific one. The fact that it addresses the broader disk goals is, is really good. Um, it addressed five of the 12 control enhancements. Just the, the, the amount of, of crossover between the two was much higher than I think I, I could have expected going into this. Um, I would have expected it to be more. Well, it, it fits these two out of 12, and these two are very specific to you know, counterfeit, or these two are for tainting. Um, but I think it speaks well to both standards that there's a lot of overlap.
0: When you talk about control enhancements, and, and I think you said, and correct me if I'm wrong, 75 to 80% of the risk controls maps to each other. Did, did I hear that right? Uh,
1: well, I think it's that the mapping is that the that 75% of the ISO standards map to a NIST standard. I, I, it's not, it, doesn't, it doesn't go the other direction. Uh, there's much more than this standard. So uh, when like, yeah, cause it's covering all of the supply chain, not just and, and And so it's not going to be as much the other direction. But the fact that this... The standard is covering those two key areas so broadly in a way that matches what NIST wants to match in those areas is, is very enlightening.
0: So that's something that maybe was a pleasant surprise. Obviously, there there was is there a takeaway for you from this? I mean, the fact that OTTS and the ISO standard matches with NIST, what does that mean for Soup? What does that mean for the, the contractors or, or, and, and Soup's customers? What what's your
1: takeaway? Because once you got this done, now what? Like, what does this mean for you? Right. There are two well, two things that are, gonna, are happening. One is just happiness. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we had put in some uh, quite a bit of effort into working with Open Group and, and this ISO standard, and um, and we felt that that there was that it was something worth pursuing. But as you know, with any standard, if you don't have a customer who wants it, industry is not going to try to you know. It, Uh, certify themselves if nobody wants to be certified you know who cares why spend the money so you have the chicken and egg question of how do you get things started so over the past few years we've been slowly building up with through mostly through talk with our with our our contract holders and and presentations and and occasionally mentioning to customers about this ISO standard and trying to build up that that idea that there is a standard out there that again doesn't solve it all but if you ask for the standard and this company meets it, they are doing best practices in this area, and that's a good thing. So my initial goal was to get to a point where I could actually have a website about it. And that happened a few years back. There were enough companies that, was, that were registered and certified on soup that we could put up a site. My next goal was to get enough that it would make sense for us to tell our customers, this is, a, this is something you might want to consider. Maybe not a gate, not a, you, you do not get an order but maybe as a best, yeah, best practice if you meet, we'll take, we'll take that into consideration deciding who gets an order. So that has happened, I believe. We are now at um, 52 of our 140 companies are now um, ISO certified, much higher than I would have liked. And now we have the ability to say to our customers, and look, this meets in this framework that relates to these areas of concern. Another reason why you should consider doing doing this as part of your overall decision-making of, of which company you're going to order against. And, and by doing that, Again, if you start putting it in as a, as a requirement, then the companies will be motivated to get certified to make sure that they are following those practices, and that will improve the supply chain. So that's 100% our goal is to get to that point of, of making this a standard that, our, that companies are looking to certify against to make sure that they're doing the best they can to, in this area. The other part of this is, and more direct, is, is having this conversation I'm having with you. We are having a, a, a forum on October 20th. We plan on all-day forum about supply chain. So it it, it helps pique the interest of, and, and the understanding of what soup can provide to the world of supply chain and how we can bring other people into that discussion. So we're using it as a leverage, just knowing that, that we know something a little more can help us leverage that to improve that discussion and communication.
0: I want to go back to one thing. So 52 of 100 companies are have, have met this ISO certification. That's obviously getting to a tipping point where it's becoming more and more important. Our customers, people who come to SOUP, agencies who come to SOUP asking for the ISO? Are they starting to understand it? What are you seeing from your agency partners and customers?
1: It hasn't reached a major step yet. We have heard of, of actually a non-SOUP situation that, that included the, the standard. Um, and so we'll take, the, you know, I'll, I'll take that one too. It doesn't have to be just SOUP. We've also improved our tool set to make it easier to ask for different certifications and different information and, and indicate whether or not they need it or not. So. Our next step is to is to build upon this momentum. And the 52, that 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 number has only recently been reached. So we're now at that point now looking at how do we more educate our customers on this. And again, this this white paper and the information, we can leverage that to say, to say to our customers, okay, why don't you start considering asking for this standard and see, especially if they come back and say, What are you doing for supply chain? Well, here's the way out of it. We've been doing that a little bit. But I would say the next year we're going to really push that at at the level that I had hoped for. wasn't sure we would get to, but but now we have. So um, so don't have a lot yet happening, but I think it's going to really build uh, momentum going forward. And of course, you know it's only four years away. Super six. You can expect that if things continue this way, that would be a big part of what. Of our strategy there
0: too. Joanne Wojtek is Program Director for NASA Soup, speaking with Federal News Network's Jason Miller. Check out Jason's story at federalnewsnetwork.com.
2: Hello and welcome to the Lessons in Leadership podcast. I am your host, Shane Canfield, CEO of WEPA. Today, I'm thrilled to be joined by Vice Admiral Cutler Dawson. Cutler has had an incredible career serving our country for 35 years in the Navy, where he attained the rank of Vice Admiral.